0: Hello, 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 and welcome to episode four of Jock Mailbag, where we'll be answering your questions regarding your Supercoach teams, and joining me, as he has done every single week so far, is Clarky. How are you, mate? Oh,
1: wonderful to be here for We've made it to another week, Uh, but thanks for having me again, Damo. You're a swell guy.
0: Thanks. You're a swell guy, too.
1: Also, I think I should throw your name in there, uh, since you didn't want to pump yourself up.
0: I didn't introduce myself, did, did I?
1: No, that's fine. We're here now.
0: Well, I'm Damo, in case you didn't <laughs> get that, and he's Clarky. That's it. We'll jump into the questions, and there are a lot of questions, very specific, I guess, this week. And Last week, we had lots of trades questions regarding corrections, and now we've got lots of questions sort of on the theme of, have I missed the boat? Um, So we're going to be answering those today. Um, I guess one comes from last week. And this comes from our very own Patch. Thanks for getting involved. We love you, Patch. He says, he has a fair bit of money left over from trading, Neil. Should he use it as soon as possible or wait for rookies to appreciate and do a double upgrade in a few weeks? My answer to this is... I would wait for rookies to appreciate and do a double upgrade. Yeah, that look,
1: it's, it can go either way. Um, You know, I probably should have pulled up Patches team beforehand just to really see. I think it depends on what you either, if you traded Neil last week and you traded him to some, you know, obviously the move was to trade him to somebody who was going to be another keeper um, in that midsection. And then you've got the money left over. Why spend it now? Um, what's changed from last week to this week, that means you didn't spend it last week, but you need to spend it now. So, I mean, if you had like Cornelio for some reason or DeBoer or God forbid Phil Davis with like the three injuries that I remember off the top of my head, I think um, there's no reason for you to spend it straight away if you don't need to. If your team's scoring well, then hold on to it because you're just going to be able to upgrade a little bit earlier.
0: I'm glad you mentioned Phil Davis. He's very super coach relevant. Um, anyway, just sort of on that, Andy has asked if you held Neil, do you hold him or do you trade him? And I guess after the game on Friday night, was it Thursday night or Friday night? I think it was Thursday night. Thursday night. I can't remember. They, I believe um, they had the first. There was there was news about a back scan that Neil had that had a worrying result, and Neil has a, has dropped. $80,000, but he's still at a price where you can move him down or sideways and it doesn't hurt you too much. You're not going to make as much money in the trade, but there is still the scope to trade him. If you are worried about that back issue, should we be worried about the back issue? Clarkie?
1: I would be just because they're not being specific about it. Um, transparency is probably a big thing when it comes to injuries because, you know, you look at guys who they, they turn around and go, yep, yeah, well, Jared Witz has done his knee. That's, you know, he's out for the season. you got guys who they, they give a timeline. When somebody is playing through something for better or worse, um, that that's big alarm sounds to me because it means that they're going to be resting a lot more um, or it means that they're going to be managed in the way that they play on field to keep them on field. Um, Neil at his best is obviously he's worth that money. He's he's going to be up there. He's going to bounce back. But without knowing, especially a back injury, and that's so worrying and, you know, super coach aside, absolutely want nothing but the best for Lockie Neil because he is an absolute gun. Um, so I would hope that they focus on really recovering the injury rather than that. So I think without being specific and the fact that they're going, he's battling through it, that's big, big, big red flags.
0: And I guess the most recent example of this is Ben Cunnington stopped playing after three weeks and sat the whole year out to get his back right. And he's only just got back just last week. And I think the new rules are affecting his role, but he doesn't seem to be the same player as he was before the back issue. And then before that, Joel Selwood only played limited amount of games a couple of seasons ago. I think he missed four games through resting his back. I think it was his back. It was something to do with his back or his hip or something. But those are the two most recent examples of players who have had to manage a back issue in different ways. And I guess the Joel Selwood situation shows us that rest is needed randomly, or there's even the extremes where Cuttington needed the whole year off to, to get himself right. So, I personally would still trade Neil. Yes, you've lost 80k, but start getting start cutting your losses and start getting those points back.
1: Yeah, if you held him last week, it's it's in the past whether or not that was like hindsight effects or well, I didn't make the right decision, I should have traded him. Holding him at this time last week, we didn't know about the injury. So I mean you were going with the best information that you had available to you. So now that we know, now is the time to move him on to somebody else.
0: I guess the questions are, who do you trade him on to? And I suppose the obvious player is Jordan Ridley. Um, But then you've also got the likes of uh, Jack McRae, who's had a solid start to the year. Zach Merritt, who seems to be at home with these new rules, despite not blowing the ceiling off anything yet. And then, and then you've got players in your forward line, like Josh Dunkley, who has just set the place on fire. And then and then you've got Cam Guthrie, who has come from nowhere to become one of the top averaging midfield, midfielders, and he's still under 600K.
1: Yeah, he's having an absolute belter of a season. Um, but I think, you know, it. it's who do you trade it to? It's it's your get out of jail free card for if you missed one of those big guys, even Clayton Oliver, who we know is going to face a tag this week, but you know he's going to be there at the end of the year. So, you know, that's kind of a risk that you can, you can take. Maybe this week isn't the week to go on Clayton Oliver. But yeah, Jack McRae, if you didn't have him, bring him in. Zach Merritt, if you didn't have him, you can bring him in. Josh Dunkley, Jordan Ridley is the biggest one. He's the highest averaging super coach player right now. And he seems to be absolutely thriving. Um, even you could, if you want to be out there, you can look at guys like Jared Lyons, who will probably benefit from Neil's reduced role. Um, he had a really fantastic game as well last rounds.
0: Yeah, Jared Lyons, he's always been a quiet achiever in that Brisbane midfield. Um, He scored 139 on Thursday night, averaging 114, hasn't gone below 100 yet. So he's still on that ton run that um, Emperor X on Twitter has been running.
1: Uh, I think another option that's probably not been spoken about is Jack Steele. Um, he's kind of been in and out of people's peripheral visions. He's had a couple of good games now, uh, backing up a 123 with a 132 in the previous game, and only a 91 in round one. So he's sitting at a break even of about 120, 121. Um, I don't know if I can bring it up in front of me. And that's totally achievable for him at around 640k. So you can almost do a direct swap with Neil to someone like Steel.
0: We should move on because lots of people will be touching on this and we even talked about this on the podcast that we released earlier in the week. So there's lots of information available for you to make your decision. Hopefully this has helped you a little bit further, but we're not going to keep on this for too much longer. Rookies are starting to earn money, so they're starting to fatten up and get to the point where they need to be traded. Um, those who started with Patty Dow would have been disappointed with his start to the year and... It looks like after one price rise, he is good to go. So I guess who are the best trade options to move down to? And the one that sticks out for me is, well, you can either go down to Alec Waterman and bank almost 100K. Um, he's not on the bubble yet, but his job security should be fairly good with the injuries that Essendon has had. Or if you've got, some ways to swing your dual position players around. Heath Chapman is on the bubble and he's about 148K. We'll get you a good price rise. Looks like he'll have fairly good job security with Hayden Young going down with a long-term hamstring injury. So those are the two, I'd say, money-making options for you if you want to build a bit of bank. If you're looking at someone who he's got a, Earn you a similar amount of money, or who's going to score better? Um, he's sort of an awkward price, isn't he, Clark?
1: 211k is not a friendly number. Um, absolutely. I think you have to, what kind of role you want a Dow to play in your team. I know we all kind of secretly, those who had him, um, myself included, I had him at the start of the year, were kind of going, oh, look. I reckon he could probably push up to, you know, 70s, 80s and, you know, make 50, 60k um, and at least be someone who's serviceable on the field that I'm getting at a really early cheap price. That's not eventuating. Um, So if you still need to make money, like you said, you should be looking at guys like Waterman um, or Chapman. Chapman's probably the best one for this week being on the bubble and with his long-term job security and the job security of guys like Kaczynski and um, Highmore at the moment, kind of up in the air. Um, having a defender rookie who we know is going to play pretty regularly is very friendly, but, um, yeah, depending on what you have in the bank as well, you could even look at if you want to bring in guys like Impy, if you're feeling a bit, a bit spicy, somebody who we know is going to have long-term or sorry, not long-term, but longevity, um, in terms of scoring and has actually been scoring quite well and more than, more than what you could have hoped for around his price. Um, But I don't think as well, you may not have missed the boat on guys like uh, Chad Warner. Um, Waterman is probably the one that sticks out from what you were saying to me. Just He's very cheap, but he's also a forward. So I do have concerns around his scoring. So he's the best option if you want to cash out immediately. Like if you're taking your chips to the counter, go to Waterman. He'll be serviceable. He's going to be a slow burn like you would have expected from Harry Jones, but even cheaper.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned Chad Warner there, and that comes to our next question. Tom, who asks, are Warner and MP still worth getting, or should I cut my losses?" And Warner's not too far away from Paddy Dow's price. So, if you do have Paddy Dow and you want to move on to someone who's going to make more money for you, then Chad Warner is only seventeen k. He's only seventeen k more and expensive. Some so yeah.
1: So. And he has a very good break-even.
0: I think that's like that's one that's probably the perfect trade if you can execute it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, Warner is is the move if you don't already have him. If you do have him and you want to go to, uh, I did the MP um, two eighty eight. It's going to cost you, but you're basically paying for points. And he's he's got a negative break even this week as well. But I think if you're going to MP, then you're probably looking for points on the field. Even though Warner has been scoring very well. Um, Warner is the cash option Impy is probably the long term Could be F6 and you'd be happy with that Yeah
0: Next question is Does Jordan Clark keep his spot Or do I trade to Isaac Cumming That comes via Twitter from Nige I think that's how you say your name
1: Yes, Nige Good old Nige We love you Nige
0: I think Jordan Clark has better job security than people think. He's playing very well and he's very
1: good at football. Um, I think, yeah, people kind of underestimate how good at football he is. I know it's very competitive at Geelong, but I absolutely, he's electrifying when he's on, um, he's got a lot of running carry and he play, he's a very consistent, he can play a lot of different roles around the ground. So he's a useful weapon.
0: And people underestimate Chris Scott as well. Chris Scott, gifted Grind Myers a debut and he has probably been in there 22 ever since. And no one thought he was anywhere close to being in there 22 when he debuted, but he's there. I think to be honest, Jordan Clark might find himself on the outer at various stages, but like last year when he, when uh, Chris Scott rested players randomly in the back end of the season, I think that's when Jordan Clark will start to really break into his role. I don't think he is a must trade, especially if he's going to be playing. Um, but I can see the appeal of trading Jordan Clark in a few weeks when his price does peak. Comparing him to specifically
1: addressing the question, hate the trade. Clark to coming is uh, not an optimal trade Um I know I'm probably not like the the best numbers guy, you know, going around, but coming current break, even of minus one. Yep. That's fine. But he's 50 K more than Jordan Clark. who's going to make money. Whereas and- coming isn't guaranteed. Coming is where Jordan Clark will be in a few weeks. So why not ride Jordan Clark out when they're not scoring too much differently and you're, you're chasing, you know, maybe 10, 15 points optimistically difference between the
0: two of them. I also don't trust Leon Cameron. I mean, I know GWS have their injuries and his job security should be fine, but we're talking about a coach who doesn't seem to want to give players time, really. He wants players to come in ready to go straight away. He doesn't want any of this formative year stuff where they got got dragged around the field for 100-point floggings. He doesn't want that anymore. He wants players to come in and be a winning side. And I don't think he sees that in players like Tom Green or or Tanner Bruin or Nick Shipley. But does he see it in Isaac Cumming? Perhaps. I mean, Isaac Cumming did play a fair amount of games last year. Looks like he's going to be the replacement to Lockie Whitfield, at least in the short term. Perhaps even the replacement for... Zach Williams, but I don't trust Leon Cameron or GWS because Leon Cameron has his preferred 22 and as close as he can get to that as possible is going to happen at one stage when they've got everyone back. And I don't know if I like Isaac coming th- in the long, in the long term yeah. or even in the short term. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, so
1: I don't. The other thing I don't like, and it's exactly on the back of what you said, is Isaac Cumming would not be playing were it not for injury or missing pieces in the current team that they have. He played four games in 2019, five games in 2019, three games last year, and he's played he three. He only played so
0: three games last year?
1: Three games. Wow. Uh, at least he played more. Okay. Ra- rounds played, uh, according to Supercoach, they have him down for three rounds, unless he scored zero in some of them. Um so they just didn't count it. And um oh look, I have my own problems with GWS right now as a Josh Kelly owner. Like play him in the gosh darn midfield. He's an inside mid and you're playing him off the half four. Jo- Josh Kelly owners will know exactly what we're talking about. Uh we feel the pain. Isaac Cumming is not your optimal trade if you want to trade up from Jordan Clark. There's there's probably other options if you want to get if you have to get rid of Clark this week, and I once again don't recommend it. I think he's still got more to appreciate, but if you have to get rid of him this week, there's many other options, especially since he's a defender mid switch. You can even take him down to Chapman if you were, you know, if you want to make some money.
0: Thanks for the question, Nige. It got a bit heated with their answer. Sorry, Hopefully Nige. We answered your question,
1: not directed at you, Nige. directed at Leon Cameron. Have some problems. Play Josh Kelly in the mid, sir.
0: James has asked us a question about Hunter Clark. Is he worth sticking with? If not, who are the best defensive options around 500k? So,
1: look, I am not that familiar with Hunter Clark. Um, personally, I haven't watched a lot of Saints games this year, to be quite honest. Um, so, you know, there's, the, you, you picked him for a reason. There was obviously um, something that you saw there that maybe hasn't panned out. Um, but I think between the two of us, uh, we could probably come up with some options around the 500k mark.
0: Okay, so Hunter Clark started the year with 113. That's good. And the last two weeks has scored 71. That's bad. And 61. That's also bad. And is 433 thousand dollars currently. Yep. Okay. So So you're
1: paying up to go to go to someone more long term.
0: Yeah, and I guess the main options are really in your top five averaging players around under 510 k. He said 530K in his email, um, sorry, via Twitter.
1: But it's not but time we- to break the piggy bank yet, so you're right. But
0: but it's not, but you wanna le- we want to leave you a little bit left at the very least. So you've got the likes of Jack Bowes, who has started the year in great fashion. Uh, you've got the likes of Shannon Hearn, who is loving the new man on the mark rule. Uh, You've got Dan Houston, who is averaging 111. Um, And then you've got Daniel Rich, who is Lex's father.
1: If you are a true Jock Reynolds fan, you will trade in Daniel Rich right now. We'll wait.
0: I actually think that Daniel Rich is probably the best option as well, putting that aside.
1: Daniel, yeah. Daniel Rich or Shannon Hearn. Um, Shannon Hearn, old man injury concern. Old man injury concern. But... If you pick him up early, he's fitter now than he's going to be in ten rounds. So this is where he's going to do his scoring, and then he'll slow down towards the end of the year. And if he becomes your D six at five hundred K, you're laughing. Like you know, you're laughing. He's going to put up some nineties. He's going to put up some hundred tens. You'll be happy. Nothing you wouldn't expect from other guys like Tom Stewart or Caleb Daniel at the moment. But I speaking
0: of. Sorry. Speaking of Caleb Daniel, Tom asked us a question earlier. He's got another question. This was via the email again. Thanks, Tom. Um he wants to know is Caleb Daniel to Jordan Ridley and Kaczynski to Chapman worth it? Hell yeah. Yes. You know
1: why? I, I mean I, I say hell yeah, because I traded Caleb Daniel to Jordan Ridley and
0: I would not undo it. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. You have a You don't trade your premiums, yes, but, Patch. But when when someone like Jordan Ridley has come along in a year that has started quite uncertainly, uncertain with uncertainty, with uncertainty,
1: un- uncertainly, uncertainness. an uncertainness year.
0: I was born into an English speaking family, but. You wouldn't know but by the way I talk. Um, I mean, I would do it because I don't think teams can go on for too much longer without Jordan Ridley if you don't have him. And Kizitsky, the Chapman, just makes sense.
1: Yeah, uh, it looks like he may get dropped um, this week off the back of his lacklustre performance. He might hold, like, and that's fine, but he's kind of a slow burn. Chapman, we know you're basically... Paying a little bit more. He's actually, with the price rise, I think he's actually within, was it 5k of Chapman? Kuczynski? Uh Within just under 8k. Just under 8k. I mean, that's, you know, look, sideways trades. Yeah, look, they're not great. You don't want to do them, but you're kind of paying for some job security at this stage with defensive rookies. And we hate defensive rookies right now because there's none of them. There's like, there is three of them and two of, one of them didn't play last week and one of them might not play next week. So yeah, tri- look, do it. Yeah. Damo's right. And Patch would be upset because I've had this conversation with him where he says, Clarky, you don't trade your primos. And I was going to trade Josh Kelly last week. And he said, Clarky, you don't trade your primos. And I said, yes, I, I understand Patch. I looked him in the eye and I said, I will not trade my primos. But then, Jordan Ridley, like jump jump on him now. If you're unhappy and you've got an extra trade, it's a it's a logical jump because the point difference is fifty sixty points. We're not talking five or ten points. We're talking fifty six fifty sixty points. We're talking a guy who's a VC option this week.
0: Yep. Yeah. Do it. He's he's someone who you can definitely put the vice captaincy on this week because.
1: They're playing Sydney and Sydney are dangerous this year. Do
0: it. Sydney are scary. I think Sydney play finals. I Um, think
1: Sydney might win it if they keep playing like this for the next 20 rounds.
0: And that is scary. That's insane. They have youth. Anyway, we weren't asked about Sydney. But if you were, that is our answer. (laughs) <laughs> um In case you wonder. The last question we have for today is from X. Mr. X. Maybe it's Mrs. X. X
1: X, X is gender neutral, so we'll go they. They asked us a question. Is Jath a trap? This one depends on intent. Do not trade Giath in in the hopes that he'll be a top six. You I reckon you could trade him in if you think you're in trouble and he'll probably his his current form I think could be put down to what would be described as possibly a purple patch. It's only three rounds, so it's really hard to tell.
0: Yeah, I mean don't trade him in preparing to keep him trade him in if you need the cash injection because with his start to the year, he's going to get to four, four fifty K maybe even 500 K very quickly. I wouldn't trade him in as a keeper, but I don't think he is a trap as a moneymaker. I think he could be a trap as a keeper though. If that is your aim.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah. Intent is very important on that one. Um, I mean, that being said, I think at, at this stage, it's literally, yeah, if you if you messed up your, your rookies and you had that extra money, like you had a safety net, um, if you had Hayden Young and you got a little bit more moving up to GF isn't a bad move, you're still going to make a little bit of money, um, and it's a trade that you had to make anyway, but he's, yeah, he's not a trap in the sense of he's going to perform poorly. um but he would be a trap as in I am trading him in as somebody who is going to be top six. Um, and you're kind of, you know, it, it's hard not to point chase as well. Especially when you see like, he's playing really good football and you see it and you watch Hawthorne, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. He's, he's turning on. He's playing well. And it's really hard not to go. I want that though. That that's, that's good. I want that.
0: One piece of advice I'm going to give listeners is you may want players after they score well, and that's fine. We're all allowed to want players in our team to make our team score better. But don't sacrifice the key pillars of your team to get those players. Put them on your upgrade list and create a plan to get them. You've got your rookies making money for a reason, Use those rookies to get these players in. Don't trade a Rory Laird. Don't trade a Josh Kelly Clarkie. <laughs> don't trade a don't trade. I don't know. Who, who else Clayton are you
1: going to trade? trade? Don't Clayton
0: trade Clayton. Don't trade a Clayton Oliver. Don't trade, don't trade someone after they've had a crap week because they've been tagged. We talked about this on the podcast earlier in the week. Learn the difference between a down week because of a tag, and a drop in form, and also a change in role. If they are getting tagged and therefore are changing their role as a result, that is a cause for alarm. If they have a change in role and so their form has dropped, form as in supercoach form, let's talk about supercoach form here, not the player's yep. form itself, yep. then, then that is another red flag. If they get tagged every couple of weeks, I mean, that's a red flag, but that's not because the player isn't doing what they were supposed to do for you. It just means they're too good at doing what they're supposed to do for you. So it comes a point in discussion where too many tags might require a trade-out, but don't trade a player just because you want someone else who is scoring better or who has scored better in that week. And that is my TED talk. Thanks for coming.
1: (laughs) No, I think, yeah, and you you nail it on the head. If you you haven't listened to our round three podcast that came out earlier this week, go back and listen to it. You can hear us say all this wonderful stuff again. There is a difference between underperforming and there is a difference between a down game. Underperforming is a pattern. It's not a once-off. If a player gets tagged, it's not the end of the world. And it's a long game. It's a long game. And, you know, it's it's easy to get caught up in the gung-ho. Um, you know, I want that. I want this. Like, I've I've had to make... I've been forced to make... I've made six trades. We've had three rounds, and I've used all of my trades, at, like, each round so far. And that's bad. That's scary. That That is scary. But, you know, it's... Don't trade your premiums unless it's Caleb Daniel to Jordan Ridley. That's the only one that we can, this this episode only. If you listen to it this week and you trade Caleb Daniel to Jordan Ridley, we'll let you off. But next week, no. No, no. no.
0: Anyway, I think we've rambled on for far too long about questions that we weren't asked. So we're going to leave it there. If you have any more questions, please email us. Tag us on Twitter, whatever. We'll answer the best ones next week. Slide into our DMs. We'll slide into Clarky's DMs. My DMs, not Demos. I'll answer none of them. I mean, my DMs are open, but slide into Clarky's DMs because he volunteered. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Love you.